choose you. Be cool, baby. Okay. Hey, bitch, come here. Got your motherfucking man. Come here. Mr. Pretty Tony, I mean, you know the rules of the game. I mean, your bitch just chose me. Now, we can settle this like you got some class, so we can get into some gangster shit. Fuck being on some chill shit. We go zero to 100, nigga, real quick. All right, yo, what up, y'all? I'm back. This is Kells at KMGZ on Twitter. This is Thanks for Asking Pels. Kel's podcast episode 228 sorry for the delay but as I told y'all I think at the end of last year you know I'm uh, 2020 is the you know make a happy year and so sometimes I have to do some things um, you know networking and meetings and other type of things and I did that this Wednesday and it was actually a very great event let me give it a shout out real quick Jaya Thomas on um wait, is it? Damn, I have my phone. Anyway, it's Diverse Representation, and it's like a company she started um, to kind of tackle the issue that I've spoke about on here, and many other people have, of the lack of, like, diverse representatives in the entertainment industry, be that talent, lawyer, uh, be that talent managers, lawyers, publicists, whatever. Um, It's it's a little more than a year old, and, um, you know, I went to a nice event, very um, informative and inspirational event, and it was really... um, it was really good for me because, you know, sometimes when you out here, like, hustling and trying to get a foot in the door and trying to figure out what the fuck is the problem, you think you're the only one, right? And But then when you go to events like that, you see a room full of people having the same issues. Like, some of, some of them were already in the industry, but a good number were not, or trying to make the transition just like myself, you know, in other areas. And it's good to see that. Like, okay, it's not, you know, because you know, you're always trying to, I mean, you, you know, even when you know you the, you know, you the shit, but if you get in barriers, you always try to figure out, okay, well, what is it that can get me around these barriers, so, it's good to see that, okay, this is not personal, they just got barriers up for niggas, period, you know what I'm saying, like, they just boxing us all out, period, and what, and those of us to get through are the ones that are lucky to get through, um, but it's a really good panel because, you know, um, one of my big complaints is that, you know, a lot of us think we get in there and then we be so happy to be the only one that we don't help other people. And ev- almost everybody on the panel addressed that. They were like, you know, that's a, that's a huge problem. I always try to help as much as I can because that's what the other people do. And I, you know, it's true. Like I told you, I went on that one interview and I knew I wasn't going to get it because I walked in there. I ain't seen no black people in that, in that shit, like none. It was only two women, two women, period. And, um, one of them might have been Latino, couldn't really tell, maybe a hint of it, but, um, yeah, so anyway, um, good event, so, but that's why I was late, so I'm so sorry, um, I, I get, I didn't get back from that till quite a bit, you know, later, and it just, I didn't feel like recording, and I, you know, so anyway, moving on, um, I, I'm sorry, shout out to Jaya, I would give her an app, but I, I, I don't have my phone right here, and I'm not sure, what it is, but diverse representation is also, um, at diverse representation is also something you can follow on Twitter, and her link will be in there, alright, so let's get started, Yours in Negritude is going out to Beyonce and her Ivy Park rollout for Adidas, um, I thought it was very well done, um, I thought it was clear, shout out to Brian McLeod, I thought it was clear that she regrouped and went back and was like, okay, so, you know, because look, y'all know, be, that's y'all's favorite, it's not my favorite, but I've never, I wasn't a fan, um, you know, the, the, <laughs> the Hive is, 
there's a reason why the, the rest of us don't like the hive because y'all are a little delusional and a little crazy. And one thing that, you know, I had always said about her Ivy park and all the stuff that she's trying to put out, it's like, yo, you know, you, this is not great. You know, you, you, you can't just drop stuff like, you know, oh, I'm Beyonce, because your, your name and stuff doesn't carry over like that, like, just because your fans buy your stuff, you know, on their tour merchandise, on your tours, that's cool, but, like, you're not established as a, another, listen, I'm a sneakerhead, okay, I'm a sneakerhead, I'm kind, you know, I call myself a fashions, but, you know, I don't have the money to really fashions like I want to, but I, you know, I'm, a, I'm on the scene, I know what's what, I know what's hot, okay, and, um, Beyonce is just not a name that comes up, Rihanna is a name that's coming up, you know, because Rihanna been at this a long time, she started out a long time ago, her first um, deal was with River Island, you know, she put the Pumas out, she built her way up to this fashion house, because you can't just come in like, oh, I'm a recording star, and I'm gonna drop this stuff, and that Ivy Park stuff, that's what she was doing, it's like, you know, girl, this ain't it, you know, and, you know, it just wasn't, the designs weren't great, like, yeah, your fans are buying it, they buy whatever, um, but, you know, it's not, it just wasn't serious to me, I was like, eh, this, eh, you know, okay, girl, but, so she seems to have realized that, because, you know, on a, listen, on a, on a sneaker side, it don't matter who you are, you, it don't, it do not matter who you are, you could be, Kobe done put out ugly sneaks they ain't sell, Shaq done put out Obi's, oh, ugly sneaks they ain't sell, it's a lot, it don't matter, like, celebrity is not gonna get you sneaks moving, apparel moving like that on this side, it's just not, that shit gotta be fly, that shit gotta be hot, okay, the only time, the only person it worked for, really, was Kanye, and that's because those was Kanye hype beasts buying his shit, right, I mean, look, some people like those ideas, I think they're cheap and ugly, and in a way in the world, I would ever pay that kind of money for them, but you know, um, but he's about the only one, but like, again, he still, um, he still went, uh, uh, partnered with Adidas, and they put out, you know, a shoe, but like, you can't really, it gotta be a hot shoe, and that stuff she was putting out was not, and so, but this, she clearly took that lesson, hooked up with Adidas, like, yo, hook up with Adidas, Adidas does sneakers, they do this, they know what they are doing, like, you know, you gonna have to like, seed some creative control or, or some take some creative consultation you know, if you really want to step it up I mean, cause come on, let's be real, Rihanna ain't put no album out, but like she's she, she the richest one because of her makeup and her lingerie and her fashions like she's she's already you know, pivoted kind of out, out of the recording industry, I mean may, hopefully this album, this album gonna come before Jesus, but you know, she's in a position now where she ain't gotta put albums out, clearly cause she don't, you know, she ain't giving a fuck about releasing this one so, if that's what, that's the next level you want to take it to, if that's the game you want to play, then you're going to have to really do it, and so she stepped up with the, you know, it was to coordinate, the rollout was plus, even like modeling your own stuff, like listen, y'all know I'm a Rihanna fan, but I'm not saying this as a Rihanna fan, the facts are facts, and like you got to admit, all of these celebrities are taking cues from Rihanna, because Rihanna is doing the damn thing, she's showing them how to do it, and they are all take the whole fashion, Cardi in the fashion line, now Rihanna did that, Rihanna's the first black Chanel model, she's the one that that decided, you know what, I'm tired of wearing these stupid R&B outfits, I'm tired of doing this stupid basic girl shit, I'm trying to be you know, next level, and she went and got Mel Ottenberg, and been fly ever since and everybody is following that, now everybody wearing the mask, Rihanna had that, when she had that baklava on, that Coachella, what was that, three, four years ago, so everybody's following her blueprint, so this this blue, this Ivy Park 
rollout reminded me of that, like the way, yes, Beyonce, model your own clothes, cause you, you know, you are the sell, like you, you are the reason why these people are coming to get, you can't just put a, a shirt on the website and think people are gonna buy it, particularly when it's just a sweatshirt that says Ivy Park, like that's not hot, yeah, you gotta make it a thing, make it fashion, put it on, pose it, model it, that's what people wanna see, have it be lush, have it be dope, those Adidas sneakers, I mean, again, I don't like that style of Adidas, I would never wear those, but I know a lot of people, and I hear they're really comfortable, I believe y'all, I just don't particularly like that sock, those socky looking sneaks, that ain't for me, um, I wear Adidas, but it's only classics, I wear classic Adidas, and I wear like, they they run shoes, y'all, y'all that wear sneakers, y'all know the ones I'm talking about, the old school joints, the real fly joints, those, but I don't like these new joints, um, but you know, like the sneaker look nice, I can't, I, I don't like the color scheme, cause it's the Washington Redskins, and you wouldn't catch me dead in that shit, but it's a nice, um, fallish, I'm actually surprised of the colors, like, I mean, you, you probably should have came out with some spring colors and saved that for October, that's very fall, like, I don't know if, and I mean, unless that's gonna be a signature colors, I don't know, but, you know, but whatever, it's nice, it looks quality, it looks like, okay, if I was a girl who wore, you know, that stuff, I would wear that, like, it doesn't look cheesy, it doesn't look just thrown, it don't look like tour merchandise, you know what tour merch, you go get some sweatshirts, you print some shit on it, and you sell it for $100, cause you already at, these people already at the concert, and they already hype, and they want souvenirs from the concert, so they are gonna pay whatever, it didn't look like that, it looked like, you know, a line, so, and it was rolled out nice with the A-list unboxings, that was great, that's G, that's what you do, because now you're establishing it as a, as an elite brand, because it wasn't before, you know what I mean, it was, oh, that's Ivy Park, that's beyond, but you didn't have the cachet, you didn't have the standing like that, for people who maybe are not your diehard fans who want to go out and get it, but now you got Reese Witherspoon modeling it, like, oh, this, oh, that's, that's a Beyonce, let me go get it, now you got, you know, all the A-list that did, did um, I saw Janelle Monet. I saw Reese Witherspoon, um, Reese Witherspoon was the main one I saw, and that's big, cause that's a white girl, you know what I'm saying, so, bravo, much better job, um, it sold out quick, that's not all the time anything though, cause a lot of times they'll do releases on a limit, so it will sell out to drive up, like listen, I'm a, if you if you buy, everybody that buys sneakers, everybody in the sneaker game, we're not surprised by this at all, it's actually funny watching y'all be disappointed cause the bots shut y'all out, cause we go through this through almost every sneaker drop, <laughs> like this is what, like, it was like, nigga, I'ma have to I actually, it's to the point where you really don't even try to get the sneaks through regular way, because you just know um, okay, it ain't gonna happen, I'ma have to, you know use my I'm gonna have to use my tricks, so I'm gonna have to go to my secret site that don't nobody else know about, or I'm gonna have to try here, try there, like, we already know that, so watching y'all do that shit live for the first, it was funny, so, but, I mean, the sellout, I mean, it's good, it's sold out, but they do that a lot, they do limited releases, it sells out, everybody like, oh shit, they sold out, it's hot, let me get it, and then you do, so that's how you build the cachet, so, you know, not that it wouldn't, I'm not trying to say it wouldn't sell out, but, like, people put too much into sold out, they, that's a, they do that on purpose, you know, even Nike, who is, like, you know, the biggest shoe, uh, behemoth in the game, they put limited releases, because, you know, it's just, oh, it's sold out, it makes it hot, so, um, you know, yours and negritude, that was dope, I'm glad you finally stepped it up, I'm glad, you know, you finally figured it out, because, um, you know, it just wasn't hitting before, but that, that, I like the, I like the shoes, I'm not gonna wear them, but I like them, I saw a couple of, um, you know, it's just dope, it looked like something, that other stuff was like something your little diehard fans wear, you know, it wasn't nothing that girls who really, you know, yeah, okay, I get it, Beyonce, but I mean, I do actually want to look fly in my shit, I mean, no, you know, I love you, girl, but that ain't it, you know, I'm not wearing that, you know what I'm saying, so it was, it was, it was very non-House of Darianish this time going around, like, that's not it, girl, 
but this new one, you know, is popping, I saw a couple things, I was like, oh, that's cute, I don't know about the cape, I don't need a cape, but, you know, the sweatsuit, the um, sneakers would definitely, do. I mean, that's really all I care about, like, I'm not really an athletic wear person, to be honest with you, I might get some, um, you know, most I'll do is like the Adidas Tech, um, I'm sorry, the Nike Tech sweatpants, just because they fit so dope, but um, I'm not really all the travel, I don't wear all that athletic wear out as clothes, it's just not me, but I, I am definitely a sneaker person, and the sneaks were much improved on you know, I mean, they were nice sneaks, I don't think she actually put out sneaks before, but anyway, yeah, moving on, okay, so, where I want to start at, let me get this out the way, so the playoffs are over, um, I don't give a fuck about none of these teams in, in the game, um, you know, the Chiefs are still in it, look, people saying, well, Andy Reid finally won the Super Bowl, now that the Eagles won, I don't care if he won, like, uh, you know, hopefully you can get one, but again, as a long-time Eagles fan, y'all, he's not getting me again, when he wins the Super Bowl is when I will believe he can win the Super Bowl, because Andy Reid is not gonna get me out here no more, he finally off the Eagles, he can't hurt me no more, I'm not giving that man my heart to break anymore, like, I'm, uh-uh, I'm, I'm, I done, I done been to, um, domestic fan abuse counseling, I done had intense deep therapy, you know, I done moved on and, and, and got me a new ring, and, you know, finally got, a, 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 um, a little championship in my, in my trophy case, and, and you just, you know, I'm just, I'm past all that, I'm, I'm just a chapter in my life that I have closed the door on, and I'm not going back, so I am putting zero faith in that man to win a Super Bowl until he wins a Super Bowl, I personally think the 49ers are gonna win, because I just, again, AFC teams, they just, you know, outside of the Patriots, they just run up against them NFC teams and them defenses and them schemes, and it's just it's just not all about, you know, let's just go offense for offense, we actually play a little defense here, and it, and it usually ends up in Super Bowls that, you know, are blowouts, so we'll see. Um, I was really disappointed in the Ravens. Um, I Again, I told y'all, I don't really watch AFC football, I just don't, I'm not a, I don't watch it, I'm not a, you know, I'm just not, there's not many teams in the AFC that I'm even a fan of, there's actually no teams in the AFC, I don't hate, it's some team, I don't really care about the AFC, like, I'm not a fan of any particular team, you know, I know Pittsburgh is, is, you know, that's in Pennsylvania, but I'm an Eagles fan, so fuck them, um, you know, the Patriots, again, I wasn't a hater, but I wasn't necessarily a fan, although I did pick them to win, to beat the, um, to win that first Super Bowl, um, way back when they first started their run, when everybody, I forgot who they played, I think it was Green Bay, or something like that, an NFC team, I actually did pick them to win, um, but I just don't care about the AFC, to be honest, I'm trying to think if there's a team in the AFC that I say I would, I like, um, I, but I can't not think of one, um, I'm an, I'm an NFC person, I just, you know, it's, I, all my, all the teams that I, I, my, I'm a fan of, or that I root for, are all in NFC, so I, you know, I don't watch those games, plus the games be boring, I'd I be tired of watching them 9-3, 12-3, 12 them games be boring as fuck, um, so I hadn't seen the Ravens, but I, you know, I saw the score, I saw the highlights, I saw everybody talking about it, oh, they favorites to win the Super Bowl, they gonna beat everybody, so I was like, okay, they're probably pretty good, um, that playoff game, I was like, I have no idea how this team won that many games with this offense, they had no offense, their whole offense was Lamar, like, I was, I was just shocked, like, this has been your offense, him, and listen, we have Mike Vick, we have Randall Cunningham, the Eagles have had our share of running quarterbacks, but that wasn't all we had, we had receivers, and we always had a defense, and I was just like, what is this, like, y'all don't have no running backs, y'all don't have no receivers, 
I just didn't understand how they won this many games. I like it took that, but but uh, back to that's why I don't watch the AFC because I feel like it shouldn't have took a whole season to figure that out. You <laughs> know how to beat this team. So I mean, but Lamar's really good. I mean, he made some plays, but I was like, oh, this ain't no way in the world this team was getting to the Super Bowl. Like that offense was just, and they made no adjustments. Like they showed, okay, the first half they shutting down what y'all trying to do. They not letting this dude get loose. He he kept trying to run up field. They was like, nah, nigga, you can run side to side all day, but we not letting you cut it up field and kill us for all these are, so they were containing him, and it's like, okay, y'all gotta do something different, and they just never did nothing different, um, so, I mean, and I, people were like, oh, he's not primetime, again, I don't watch the AFC, he looked, I didn't, I mean, I don't know how you could blame that on him too much, I mean, it looks like he did what they asked him to do, but I mean, I just didn't see any other offensive threats, is what I was seeing, I was seeing a team that was lying wholly on their quarterback, um, you know, scrambling for touchdowns, and I don't, think you can win in the NFL like that, um, and I don't really know how they got that far, other than the day in the AFC, and you know, again, the defense is in the AFC, I'm sorry, they don't be there, I'm sorry, outside of Pittsburgh, Steel Curtain, everybody know, um, you know, the, uh, Patriots, um, but I don't even know if the Patriots necessarily known for their defense, but I mean, they do have defense, um, I, I, that's it, like, I, you know what I mean, so, um, yeah, I was I was a little disappointed. I, I didn't even watch the whole game. I watched the first. I, I was like, oh, this is not gonna change. <laughs> I mean, like they're gonna be. So I was just a little. I was very hyped because I thought there was gonna be a, a good game. I was like, oh, the Ravens. I'm gonna watch them play and see them all season. I'm playing playoffs. Everybody say they hype. The Titans. I already saw they was good from the game before. I was surprised. Like, oh shit, this is this team. And everybody said, yeah, they they wild underrated under radar. And I was like, yeah, I can see that. So I thought it was gonna be the, the um like the KC um. Who, damn, I don't forgot who they played. Who? Oh, the Texas game. Well, actually, that turned out to not be as exciting, but it started out exciting, you know. Um, but it was just, I was like, oh, this is trash. I turned that off. Um, yeah, so moving on. What else I want to tap on really quick? Okay. Uh, oh, so supposedly Rihanna, Hassan, Jamil have broken up. I never, look, I don't know. There's some signs pointing to it might be true this time, but every time they not seen together, people say that they broke up, but she don't take him nowhere, and he don't like to be on camera, and then every now and then he'll pop up, but, again, like I said in the first place, the reason why, you know, listen, I want, <laughs> of course I love Rihanna, and everyone's like, oh, you, I was like, I'm really not, like, I'm not, root. I mean, look, I ain't got no chance with Rihanna, I, I, ever, so, you know, I mean, I joke and shit, but, like, I want her to find somebody and be happy, of course, like, it ain't gonna be me, duh, so I wasn't like I was rooting for, for her to break up, but like I said before, I, you know, I know how those Arab men are, and, you know, we see what happened with Janet and her husband, I just know how those Arab men are, and I don't mean that in a stereotypical way, but just culturally, they tend to switch up, like, they're very cool and very, you know, open and western and love you for what you, you know, oh yeah, I love her, she's American, blah, 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 until they get serious, and now you're gonna be the wife, or whatever, or like, oh, well, you're gonna have my children, or whatever the fuck, they start really thinking of you, like, seriously, then they switch up, and now here come all this Islam and homo, uh, you know, misogyny, and all this, oh, well, you have to cover up, oh, well, you can't have your, you know, they switch up, they switch up, they get, especially when they get you over to the, where they are, where their country is, you know, like what happened with Janet Jackson, like when they're in London, it's cool, but when they get you over there, cause all the laws are in their favor, the, you know, the family you know, uh, takes their side, you really don't have any rights or laws over there to really protect you, like you do in the West, because the laws on the books will say stuff like, well, you know, you have to do what your husband say, or you can't go out without your husband, like it's really nothing you can do, and so that's where I was worried about it, cause I was like, ah, uh, he, you know, I don't trust them, they be good for a little bit, but they switch up, and so 
you know, and I don't see him being any different, and so if they are broken up, you know, that's too bad, but I'm sure that, you know, Rihanna's a very deliberate person, so, you know, I'm sure it was her decision, this thing I read said he was getting a little bit too, that the word they used was serious, and I just took that to mean, okay, yeah, he started switching up, (laughs) you know, now he's trying, oh, well, we're serious now, so you can't be on the ground with your titties out, or you serious now, so you can't be, you know how Rihanna do, and I just don't see her going for that, um, and plus, I kind of believe it because, you know, I told y'all before, the reason I thought R9 was coming because at the end of the year, from like, I want to say from like maybe September, actually maybe like August to the end of the year, Rihanna was real quiet on the gram personally, like yeah, Fenty Beauty and that stuff was coming out, but you know how Rihanna be on the gram, like, you know, she wasn't on there, Melissa wasn't on there, Jen, none of them, none of them were on there, her usual crew that be on there, so I was like, oh, they probably, you know, she buckling down and working hard, because you know, she got to get R9 out by the end of the year, so she just probably what she doing, because the same thing happened when she was putting anti out, she disappeared anti came out, then all of a sudden she you know, she was back on the grand promoting and everything so I was like, oh, she's really buckling down, but then scam her she scammed us and now didn't come out so I'm like, alright, well clearly that's not what she was doing, um, I mean, but again, she was still working on a Fenty release, I'm not you know, clearly she was busy, but you know, I just assumed that because she was doing both at the same time, that's what it was, but now, but Melissa was gone too, which, you know, they roll as a crew, it's just it was odd that all of them were off, so I was like, okay, but now Melissa done popped back up, Rihanna been popped back up, so I'm like, maybe it is true, maybe, you know, they did break up, people been saying she going with Rocky, I don't, listen, I, unless Rihanna says that she's dating Rocky, I don't believe that, just because they've been long-time friends, I know they gone, oh, they went here, she went there, they have been long-time friends, I mean, they are, they are way back friends, she has gone places with him before, supported him before, so I'm not, I don't think they together just because they showing up, like, they are, they are like friend friends, so, you know, it's not surprising to me that she would go, I just don't, we know how Rihanna is, we know how she moves, and I just don't know if she was really dating him, dating him like that, if she would be doing that, that looks a very Drakey, remember she was dating Drake, you know, it just looks, actually it don't even look that Drakey, because they don't even take, you know, there's not even an effort to be seen, I think she's just hanging out with him, because that's her boy, you know what I mean, her, her dude, you know, I don't, you know, unless she or he says that they're dating, I'm not taking them being anywhere together as dating, because they, go, if you know, Rihanna has gone places with him before, been places with him before, they hang out, like, that's one of her, you know, old friends, kind of like Chris was a friend, you know, she, of course, that was her boyfriend, but I mean, they go back like that, you know, whereas her and Drake, I don't know, I never really got the feeling that they, they always seem to be, like, dating, you know, like, like, a relationship on and off thing, as more so than we was cool, you know, hanging out like boys, like, her and Rocky was cool hanging out like boys like that, so I don't, I'm not buying that they're dating just cause they pop it up, you know what I mean, that's the kind, that's what you do when you break up with your man, you go, oh, yo, I need, I, I need, come on, come to this event with me, come, you know, alright, I'm gonna go to your concert, cause you know, I'm getting back with my, my peeps, like, alright, I'm out of that, you know, let me hang out with my old, my friends again, that's what I get, I could be wrong, but, I, you know, I know they have dated before, but I know that they friends, so I, I'm not really sure, and I just feel like if they were really dating, they wouldn't be seen, like clearly if you show up to the show with Rocky, people gonna be like, some people gonna be like, y'all dating, so if they were dating, I don't think that, you know what I mean, like that ain't how she moves, so anyway, we'll see, when she say that they dating, then I'll believe it, but I think they're just friends. Alright, uh, what I want to go to next? I'm trying to skip over that. Oh, so, I told y'all last week about the circle, um, 
so the finale, so the way they did it is they released, I think, a batch of eight episodes that you could binge, and then they released the second half, which I was a little upset about, look, I done told y'all before, Netflix, please don't go to this every week thing, I don't like it, let Hulu and, and Prime or whoever else do that, I don't like that shit, the whole point of streaming in the first place was that you get to watch it on your time, when you want to, you know, I'm busy, I'm out all year, I ain't got time to keep up with shit weekly, but, you know, I can, at Christmas or whenever, Saturday I got off, I can sit and and binge and stream a lot of shit and get caught up, I don't want this week to week, and people are like, oh, it's too much content, it's not enough, listen, if you ain't got time to watch everything, don't watch everything, but I don't think we need to start doing shit weekly, so you can watch everything, like, fuck that, you can watch everything streaming too, you just gotta take time out, like, I don't understand how every week is different, so, I don't like that shit, but anyway, it worked out, because they they released the second half, also with a bunch of different episodes, I, I was like, I thought they was gonna do one at a time, that was gonna kill me, but anyway, it ended, a lot of people were upset with who won, I'm not gonna spoil it for y'all if y'all haven't watched it, but it's really good, but actually when I thought about it, I mean, the person that I wanted to win, didn't win, I'll tell you on my top three from the beginning, my top three were always Chris, Shuby, and Sammy because at first I thought Shuby was gonna go off right away, but I figured that I was like, oh, he's a cool kid, like he actually he he ended up being, you know, cool um, Sammy, I thought was cool, a lot of people didn't like her, but I thought she was also genuine too, she was genuine, she wasn't fake, and I really liked her from the first episode when the girl, the first girl that got voted off, she was like um, hey, you know, she was hashtagging pretty girls, skinny girls, you know, it's just typical white cheerleader girl doing stupid shit, oh, you know, nobody likes me because I'm so pretty, but I don't know, but I'm so nice, she was one of them, and her hashtags were like, hey, pretty girls, sexy girls, and Sammy was like, what the fuck is this, she was like, what are you doing, like, why would you hashtag skinny girls, if somebody's bigger, they're gonna feel bad, Sammy's body was banging, Sammy's body was banging, but she was like, I don't really like that, like, she seems to be all focused on looks, and why would you hashtag something like that, you don't know who we are, what if I'm a big girl and you make me feel bad so I liked Sammy from that because I was like okay she's you know cause she could've really, she, Sammy is you know, nice looking girl, she could've really been, took that route and she was like eh, I don't really like this girl, plus Sammy's from Del- Delaware County, which is a suburb outside of Philadelphia, so I'm very, as I told y'all before, I'm very familiar with Philadelphia it was actually two Philly area people on there but I, so I like Sammy from that um, she also sniffed out the catfishes very uh, quickly um, and was, and was dead on with most of them except for one, but even the one that she wasn't, she was suspect of, she just didn't say for sure, but the one that was, she called, she was like, nah, it's a catfish, um, and, um, Chris, who, so Chris is from Dallas, he's a Latino male, but he is the blackest woman you will ever meet, he, I was like, Chris is such a black woman, he, he was like, girl, <laughs> and it wasn't fake, it wasn't, you know how the white gays try to imitate us, it wasn't like that, like, you could tell all his friends was black girls, and he grew up around, he was, I think he was Mexican, but you could tell, like, he grew up around the way with all the girls, cause he it was just like, and he was killing me, cause that nigga would get up and beat his face, so the concept of the circle if y'all don't know, I told y'all, it's like big I never watched Big Brother, but people say it's like Big Brother whatever, but they put these people in um, separate apartments, and you can only communicate, so it's like Twitter, basically but it's a video game, for it's um, a reality show game for Twitter, so you're in, everybody's in a separate apartment in this building, they don't see each other, they can put their profiles up, and they communicate through tweets, right through text, whatever, and um the, the, you get at, at the end of every, like they do these little challenges or whatever, and then somebody eliminates somebody, right, and then, uh, no, they rate each other, and then the top two get to be the influencers, and figure out who to eliminate, and they switched it up, and it's really fascinating, but it's it's just like transfixing, because 
is like this is what people really do like they were trying to figure out who the catfishes were and it's like I watched it and I was like there was one person that was a catfish they couldn't fit it was just if you've been on social media you'll like it because it just shows you like you know like the one guy the way Sammy she was like eh her Abby is really filtered why is it so filtered she was like why and, and like anybody's been on social media, like, that's what you think, like, as soon as you see somebody with a super filtered avenue, like, eh, something's not right here, like, they trying to scan some kind of way, it was another one that was a catfish that people, they never called, it was funny, because Chris kept sniffing around the edges, he was like, I don't know, it's something not right, it was a, um, I don't want to give it away, but it was another one that was a catfish, and they, they, all of them fell off about it, they couldn't put their finger quite on it, but it just shows you, so many people complain about social media and complain that, you know, don't understand what social media is, and and this kind of shows you how, you know, the fakery and the, and the fuckery on social media is not really as pervasive, it's pervasive, but it, it's not really as, um, people act like, oh, everything is fake, you can't, that's not really true, if you're a real person, if you are a real person, and you're a genuine person, and you don't get sucked into, oh, I'm on social media, so nothing's real, if you just be yourself, you, you, you can find other, you can figure out who's fake and who's not, and that's what I like about the show, because it shows people's thought processes, it shows the catfish is trying to do these other personalities, and how the other people who were really real, and really in, on the, on, on lookout for that, and like really tuned into that, like, no, that seems a little odd, right, and so the person who won it, I'm not giving it away, I, the person who won it, won it, annoyed me the entire time, he, I did, it's not that I did not like them, they actually were really, really sweet, seemed like, actually were a really, really sweet, genuine, nice person, like, when you figure, when you figure out who I'm talking about, and you watch him along the way, he's very easy to not like, because you think, oh, this guy's a stereotype, you think you know who this guy is, like, oh, this is just one of them motherfuckers, but it turns out he actually, I mean, he was, but he wasn't, he was, but he actually was a very sweet, genuine guy, he wasn't like a, like, like you think, he was, right, and I just said he, but whatever, yeah, it's catfishes, so, he, um, you know, wanted, and I actually, when I thought about it, the person I wanted to win was not him, but I didn't mind that he won, because when I thought about it and went back through it, I was like, you know what, he played a very good game, and he and he played it in a way where he was very strategic and thoughtful, and it wasn't like, um, it wasn't like a, um, you know how Survivor or some of these other shows where people are strategic, but they're mean-spirited or bitter about it, he wasn't really like that, like, he, he was, the decisions he was making, he would tell you, he'd be like, look, I gotta do this because of that, and I hope they understand, you know, but I'm trying to get through, it's a game, we're all playing the game, like, he wasn't sleazy about it, but he was very smart about it, and, and he made, like, the assumptions and guesses that he made about what he should and shouldn't do were correct, like, he, he read people properly, except for one person, but even that one person, I still think he read them properly, because he was like, ah, I don't know about this person, and the person was whack, so, he read everybody properly, he, he, he placed everybody properly, he knew what he needed to do to not have people target him, and he did that through the whole game, very honestly though, right, like very, because that's a good thing about it, since they're all separated, you hear them talking through what they want to do, and what they're thinking, and so when I thought about it, I was like, you know what, he really, he did deserve, like the top people that ended up being the top five, 
I didn't have, well, there was one that I thought, whatever. But the top three, those top four that ended up being the top four, I didn't have any problems with any of them. I thought they, you know, all, but I thought of those four, the person that wanted played it the best. When you go back, he there was other three people who made, I won't say strategic mistakes, but didn't quite catch all the things that the guy who won did, didn't really like figure, or like Sammy, perfect example Sammy was on it from day one, she had everybody pegged but she didn't act on the information that she had as well as the person who won, like she didn't use it as well, she was on the stuff very early but didn't, you know, necessarily act on it, whereas the person who did win was like, okay I'm gonna do this for this reason so I thought back through it, I didn't have a problem with him um, winning. Alright. Real quick, um, actually, I already talked about the Harry and Meghan thing to death. I just think it's funny that the British people are going crazy and claiming that it's not racist. It's just funny to me that, you know, look, racism is a structural thing and it's, you know, global, but you know, the Brits... I won't say they invented racism, I think if you had to really peg it on who really invented it, I mean, it definitely was invented by Europeans, but I think most people would say the Portuguese, because people don't really know, and the Spanish, like, we know about um, the UK, because, you know, we were a former colony, but there were two empires in the world, the huge, the, the Spanish empire at the start of the slave trade, international slave trade, was actually largest, that's why Elizabeth I is kind of like the, the, the Don the Dada, because she actually knocked off the Spanish Armada, and that's what sent Spain into retreat. Up until that point, Spain, I mean, Spain had discovered America, and so they got, you know, all the riches, and, and I mean, they were it. Like, they, they financed Columbus, and so when Columbus came back, he bought all of that, then it was all Spain. So Spain was like the shit. They was over in Mexico, you know, and, and South America, like, they, they were the empire. They were like the hugest, most, you know, in the world. And they and they and they started the slave the slave trade really started out of Portugal and Brazil. That's why Brazil has way more slaves in Portugal and um than you know any place else because that's where really it was. And it wasn't until Elizabeth I defeated the Spanish Armada and then the UK became the empire that it eventually became where they said that the sun never set on the British Empire, so it's funny that these people, and that's basically what they did, they went to other places and colonized and was racist and, you know, said, oh, these little black savages are uncivilized and we here, you know, they kind of, cre- so I don't want to say they created racism, but like, niggas, y'all really had a, a special recipe, y'all had the Popeye's chicken sandwich, you know, racism, you know what I'm saying, racism was out there, but y'all really stepped that shit up a notch, you know, and so it's funny to me that they swear, like, you talk to British white people, they swear they're not racist, and we don't have racism, it's like, what the fuck y'all talking about, like, the whole world is kind of fucking fucked up the way it is, cause of y'all, cause y'all went to all these other countries and stole their shit, and took y'all, all, everybody, African artifacts and art, and shit is all up in y'all museums, and I mean, shit, the royal family is the richest in the world, because of all that fucking shit y'all stole, <laughs> and took from other places, and we would have been one of them, but, you know, our fucking, um, founding fathers of this country was like, fuck this shit, we ain't paying these motherfucking taxes and ain't getting a goddamn thing for it, take this motherfucking tea, fuck this tea, fuck you, fuck your king, fuck all this shit, take this declaration of independence and musket fire and get the fuck out of here, right? But other than that, everybody else was colonized and conquered, okay? I mean, shit, Hong Kong just went back to China when? Uh, 90s, I think? And I mean, look, they still beefing about it, so, um, 
you know, it's just funny to me, but, um, Megan and Harry said, fuck it, um, again, I would not, look, this is all I'm going, this is all I'm going to say, I understand that, like, to get paid to be a royal, you need to be a royal, but what I'm saying about Harry, and how I wouldn't be giving up my money, cause all that I get, but at the end of the day, god damn it, I am the son of the king, future king of England, and, you know, one of two sons, and I get a goddamn portion just from being a goddamn, where my family inheritance, like, we ain't talking about all this shit over here, I'm talking about my portion of this, however, $800 billion, you ain't gonna finna tell me, that I don't get that portion of that, cause I don't wanna be at your goddamn ceremonies and shit, that's still my daddy, and when he died, his personal fortune got to go somewhere, and you ain't finna tell me it's going, I ain't gonna get none of it, so that's what I'm saying, I, I wouldn't have look, I'll step back, you ain't got to pay me this salary or whatever, but tell you what, you just give me my portion of what what my money would be now, uh, or you know, I'm staying on this goddamn uh, you know, inheritance paperwork, y'all can keep y'all little salary, however much, I think you got 40 million a year or whatever to be Prince William, Prince Harry, cool but you gonna give me my little goddamn I ain't, I ain't signing over my little goddamn inheritance now, you know, that's my mama money and my daddy money <laughs> and they go to me, <laughs> you know what I'm saying so, yeah um, shout out to them though, Megan, they said Megan ain't even get on the call, Megan is like, um, yeah, I'm out, pieces, deuces, again, uh, God save the queen and all that shit, but I'm American bitch, and you know, this is all nice, it's cute, next to beautiful, awesome, but I ain't really got to do this shit, I was, you know, I was over here cute, trying to play, you know, okay, yeah, I'll do y'all a little thing, but y'all wanna be funky about it, fuck y'all, we did, be, we did beat y'all ass, and for, for the right to say fuck y'all and this fucking crown, and all this shit, so fuck y'all, um, so, that's all kind of the same, oh, so let me knock this out the way, because that's all kind of the same thing, um, so Lev Parnas, um, has gone on Mad Owl, I mean, what is there to say, if you've been listening to this podcast for, for a while, you know, I, I, I knew all of this shit, I knew all of this shit because I worked the office of Russia, and I worked it a long time ago, I have not worked the office of Russia since I left for law school in 2007, however, they don't change they are a criminal, mafia run organization, everything that you see them doing here with all this stupid, just keystone crookery, it's, it's, it's the thing that really galls me, it's, it's that they've, they're doing it, yes, but it's the stupid, this is like, you are the dumbest criminals you're, but the reason why, and this is to me, this is why I get so frustrated. This is to me is more proof that this is all being done at the direction of Putin. You know why? Because in Russia, this is how Putin operates. Because he he doesn't care. He doesn't have to be careful. He doesn't have to cover things up because there's nobody that's going to come for him. He throws people out the window. He kills journalists. They don't have the constitution. They don't have the freedoms. They don't. They they don't have the the democracy and the liberty that we have. They are a former Soviet Union. They are used to despots, dictators. When the Soviet Union fell, and they were run by the mafia, crooks, criminals. They don't have any industry. All they have is oil and gas, and they barely have that. They have nothing going for them since the Bolshevik Revolution. They have been a a desperate, desolate huge chunk of land with nothing, that's why they all come over here, because they're, they're just nothing over there, you're either a crook, or, or you're a peasant, 
and so, and he rules everything, he used to be head to KGB, so his roots in intel are, are deep, everyone's afraid of him, he can do whatever, so he can do stupid shit like the shit Trump is doing here, there's no consequences for him, nothing's gonna happen to him, there's no, there's no Senate and Congress and Constitution that can hold him, pull him to heal, and so that's to me why it is so obvious that this is who Trump is taking, because the people are like, why are they still stupid, because Putin is telling him, I just do this, do that, do that, because he doesn't care, Cause in his, cause he can do that shit over there, and it ain't no skin off of his back to do it here. He's like, well, fuck it. If they're not gonna do nothing about it, do it, do it, do it, do it. And so, it's just the, the constant shock that the press has over this. Now, Lev Parnas is confirmed. Oh, so the president didn't know? You think he didn't know? You think all these motherfucking people who are hired by him, who are appointed by him, are going around doing all this shady crookery and and and, and mob shit? that benefits him, and he doesn't know about it, like, for what, free dick sucks, like, why would they be doing this, of course he knows about it, and I mean, they're not even, again, he was on TV in a national debate, and told the Russians to leak the emails, and the next week, next day, they got them emails were leaked, like, I just, I'm over the shock, I'm over the, oh my god, another, it's like, y'all, the writing is on the wall, all you got to do is just look at the wall, it's obvious, it's all there, and so, the left partners is just the next, another thing, because it's like, of course he knew, and this, you know, the, the interview he gave on, on Matt Al, I, you know, Matt Al, I've said this before, when, when all of this is said and done, um, there are going to be few journalists and few media who can really claim that, you know, they did a good job here and they did good reporting and they did a good investigation and they, and they followed this from day one, but Rachel Maddow will be one of them. And like I said, when she said she had the tax returns and everybody's like, Oh, it's boring. And what's she doing? And it was, and it was uh sensationalism. It wasn't because if you watch that, what she did, was she told you, she mapped it all out. She was like, why are these people behaving in this way? it's like nobody does this stuff even Trump doesn't do these things for no reason he's not just out here doing this shit to do it there's a reason why is he behaving this way he couldn't get money from anybody in New York and all of a sudden he's got these loans and now he's fighting all the subpoenas so she has been on it since day one and so have I because again I worked in the office of Russia and I knew this right away I was like this is Russian bullshit all the, all the propaganda all the bots all the you know taking one snippet of something and 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 putting it out there and trying to, and, and you know, turn the, 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 the perception of, you know, d- truth is not truth, nothing, what I tell you is the truth, that's all Russia, that's how the Soviet Union conquered, that's how the Soviet Union maintained, that's how the Soviet bloc was built, that, and, and, and it's just so obvious to me, so this is just one more thing, um, you know, I have been critical of Nancy Pelosi, but I will say you have to give credit where credit is due, and she's shown to be really know what she's doing with this impeachment. Once she got, I was still critical how long she took to drag her feet, and I still say had she not, you know, she would have just sat and let this shit play out had people not been like, look, look, had, had, you know, come on now. But once she got it going, she has played it perfectly. I still think that she held on to those impeachment because they clip people keep. I keep going back to the clip when Bill Barr was in front of Congress and Kamala Harris was questioning him and, and, and everybody was like, why is she asking it? Cause she was asking, she's a prosecutor 
Prosecutors do not ask questions that they don't know the answer to. She was asking because she knew the answer. How did she know the answer? Because she was on the Intel committee and the Intel committee got briefed. We remember way back however many years ago when, when Maxine Waters got on the microphone and said the FBI director has no credibility. Why did she say that? Because they had all been briefed. So they knew all the stuff that, that we know now back then. Okay. And so Nancy knew probably about this left partners. Nancy probably knows other, I'm positive. They know other details that we don't know because we're not cleared and we don't have a need to know. We're not read into that stuff. So we don't get that, but we really Intel releases things that they want to release, but they, what they keep is way more. Okay. And so I, I think, I think that Nancy hold, held those papers. They were like, oh, she held it for Trump to twist. That's very petty. Like, I'm so tired of people. Every analysis goes back to how Trump is going to react. Look, we know how Trump is going to react. He's childish. He's stupid. I don't think that these fucking career politicians who take their job seriously, who take their duty seriously, are really doing anything to see Trump twist or, except, you know, Bloomberg. But, like, again, that's petty and that's stupid. And what is and what is the long term? What is the outcome? Oh, you get him to react. Okay, big deal. He reacts for He's a, he's a moron, like, what does that get you? I don't think it had anything to do with him twisting me, man, I think that's, you know, a byproduct that, you know, fine, but I don't think that was her strategy, I think her strategy was to delay so that the, so that the information, so that it can sink in what had occurred, and I think, again, behind the scenes, she'd been coordinating with Kamala Harris and some other Democrats in the Senate, look, we not doing this straight out, uh, we not, whatever McConnell talking about, we not doing that, how we gonna do this, like, what's gonna be the charge, who's gonna be in charge, okay, here's all the evidence, this is what we gonna do, and in the meantime, you know, this motherfucker, uh, public opinion is gonna be on our side, because we're gonna have this stuff come out, and people gonna really start seeing, like, yo, and I, and, and I, and I think that there has been some behind the scenes on like, okay, what senator, what Republican senators, cause, again, they not all Trump loyalists, you can't tell me that some of these Republicans who've been in the, you know, Senate for a long time from these regular-ass districts, not from Alabama, not, you know, Lindsey, all these fucking new, not all the motherfuckers that's in on this shit and, and, and in the scam, too, but these are other people. You're not gonna tell me that they, all of them are gonna lockstep this kind of criminality, okay? This kind of criminality, I think Nancy been behind the scenes talking to people who she thinks, like, can reread, like, listen, here's the evidence, there's going to be more coming out, we can still impeach, we just handed you these articles, we can add more to these articles, we can bring more articles, like, at some point, you're going to just be defending straight up nonsense, now look, you know, this is what's going on, this guy's going down one way or the other, you need to decide what what you want to do, do you want to have a future, or do you want to be written down in history as one of these clowns, and I think that that's what was behind the delay, I don't think it was just about, oh, let's, it annoys Trump, like, I really don't think, <laughs> you know, we saw the Italian grandmom come out when she said she prays for everybody. I just don't think somebody of Nancy's uh, background and stature is really worried about that. And I think all these people just think that everything Trump is about his reactions. I don't think anybody that's like serious about our democracy and our country. I don't think he's figured in any way other than we got to get him out of here. Like I, these people, he's an idiot. These people are longtime politicians. They have been making deals for decades and strategized with that debt. Nancy is, you know, if there's one, what, what do I criticize her for? She's a deal maker. I'm like, we need a, we need a general, but at times like this, you actually need a deal maker. And that's what her expertise is. And I just don't think in her strategy that she is figuring 
on how he's going, oh, and this will really piss Trump off, like, I just don't really think she cares about if he's pissed off or not, she's pissed off, okay, I think that's what's important here, she's pissed off, it don't really matter, because, um, if the shit goes how it's supposed to go, all the motherfuckers are gonna be gone, and Nancy Pelosi as Speaker of the House, and the way the Constitution works, will actually step in as, pre- as President, and if that happens, I will fucking fly on up to King Jesus, because that will be, that will be the funniest shit ever, and hey, listen, it's not as far-fetched as it sounds at this point, because as part of this interview has shown that they all know, I mean, duh, Pence, everybody's like, oh, it'll be Pence, Pence is not clean, come on, guys, this, no, this kind of stuff does not go on, you think you think Pence doesn't know anything about it? This is not, they're not that smart, they're not smart enough to have a clean guy, like, oh, well, we're gonna have the clean guy, and he's gonna, they're not that smart, they're not smart enough for that, they're not smart enough to keep that that to keep it separate like that. And actually, with this kind of criminality, you can't keep it separate. Like, there's no way. This is not. This is not some Reagan shit where you got two or three, four guys trying to get some money to some contras to fight some communists, and they're trying to go around Congress. And how can we like um you know things that arguably, arguably are in the service of American interests you know, we yeah, it's a bunch of bullshit, y'all trying to fucking, um, upset, I mean, a lot of what y'all did, the reason why Central America and South America is the way it is now, but y'all trying to overthrow dictatorships and other governments, but you're doing, but they were doing that, in their minds at least, to push America's interests, so, that's different than this motherfucker who's just trying to make all the money he can and fucking steal all the money he can and 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 is a fucking traitor and is and is conspiring with a hostile foreign. That's just totally different to somebody who has his own personal interest in mind and nothing of the country. It's just a totally different situation, and you can't have clean. There's no clean guys in an administration like that. There's no, um, you know, cover guys because everybody's a crook. Like. You, there's just no such thing, um, you know, this ain't goddamn The Wire, where they got, uh, what's dude named Waldo on the, on the, on the fucking deed of the borrow, Hank, it ain't, it ain't, it ain't that, it ain't that, um, so, yeah, I, I, you know, I, here, look, I could be wrong, but I still maintain, I think this motherfucker's gonna be removed, because, again, I think that, um, they've already, I don't think McConnell has, I think McConnell's an arrogant piece of shit, and I don't think he has the control he thinks he does, I think those Trump people in there, they think they, they think it's one way, but it's the other, I think a lot of those, again, a lot of those GOP, they're scared, and they're falling in line, but I think that's, there's, you know, I think, um, McConnell and all them, they eat, they drink in the Kool-Aid hard, um, I don't know, you know, for some reason, they feel like that they have, you know, they have this mandate or whatever, but they, none of the indicators, none of the data is showing that, like, it's just not, like, like, you know, Fox News is painting a picture, but like, uh, us out here, none of the, none of the, none of the polling is showing that people are, are buying this story, except for the, you know, these fucking Trump morons, and I just don't, you know, they already was like, nah, bro, we not doing, we not doing this, you know, dismissing the articles right away, we not doing that, nah, we not doing that, we gonna have this trial, and and people know what trial means, it means you bring witnesses, so what y'all trying to do with this, we not doing that, so, I don't, I think he's gonna, I think he's gonna be removed, I think, when they bring this evidence in that they have, and again, they only showing us what they have, they probably have other shit, I think Kamala Harris is gonna eat their asses up, and I think he's gonna be removed, because I think it's gonna be, it's gonna get to the point where 
you're gonna have to say, all right, here's all these crimes against America. It's not about the Republicans and the Democrats. These here are all these crimes that are unconstitutional and against America. And I'm gonna just say it's okay. And then I'm gonna go back to my district and say, reelect me as senator and swear an oath to the Constitution, and I'm gonna let this go. I just don't. I could be wrong. Again, they could go along party lines, but I just think it's gonna get to a point where, for people who are serious, again, not these Trump morons, not these idiots, but for people who are serious about their careers and about maintaining their careers and not being laughing stocks, and for the rest of their lives, are gonna be like, look. I, 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 I'm voting this, I'm voting remove this motherfucker, cause you ain't gonna have me out here looking crazy, okay um, and you ain't gonna have me out here indicted, or none of that other shit either so, we'll see alright, um, so these three issues kinda go together so the Oscar noms came out and you know, we've had the tag before Oscar so white uh, this year, though, it's, it's, it's extra white, like, they are extra white, and this is all I'm gonna say on that, look, I watch a lot of movies, I watch a lot of films, it's, it's my thing, it's, a, it's an art form that, you know, I really like, you know, if I had it to do over, I told you I went to perform it, if I had to do over again, I'd probably be, a, you know, try to be an actress or something like that, like, I'm really, I like movies, I like film, I like good watches, right, and so, every year, these nominations come by, and the coloreds and the urban start hollering about these random ass movies that should be nominated, that no, they should not, that movie is, is cool, it's cute, that is not an Oscar movie, Get I don't know what the fuck you're talking about, no, sorry, that is not an Oscar nominated worthy performance, sorry, Emmy, none of that, sorry, no, please, she acts, she acting with her teeth and scrunch face, scrunching up her face, now, Scarlett Johansson, I love you, that is one of, I know she's problematic, but she is one of my problematic faves, that is a good looking white woman, I love her to death, I go see all her movies just because, <laughs> but her acting is terrible, she is not an actress, she is definitely not no Oscar nominated actress, Adam Driver is boring to me, I didn't watch Marriage Story because I'm not interested in all, it looked tedious, it looked tired, it looked like something I have zero interest in, watching two cis uh, straight people argue over their fucking divorce, no thank you, and then the clips that I saw looked like Theater 101, and I just was like, no thank you, um, and just the fact that both of them are nominated for uh, acting awards, the whole, your whole ceremony is moot, I'm sorry, I'm not paying attention to any of it, I'm not taking any of it seriously, because you nominated those two for acting, so sorry, now look, you know, Lupita Leon, now us, Us was not a good movie, Us was not a great movie, Us was actually kind of dumb, I didn't like the movie at all, but I thought her, Lupita Nyong'o's performance in that movie, I thought it was Oscar worthy, but I'm not gonna jump out the window, because, um, as a genre, horror is a category that the Oscars do not take seriously, they don't think that it's serious drama, they don't think that it's Oscar worthy, which I think is not true, because all all horror is, somebody explained it really well, all horror is, it's drama where the protagonist, or the or the problem, or whatever the, the, the um, main uh, issue in the story is, it's something that's either a, it's something scary, it's a monster or a demon or whatever the case, a murderer whatever the case, but it's still a drama, and there are some really well acted, really good scary movies, you know, really what what lies beneath um, um, hereditary um, 
a lot, and but the the, the academy just ignores it as a drama genre, and so I'm not going to jump out the window. Yeah, I think I think that Lupita, if you gonna you nominated Scarlett Johansson, but not Lupita Nyong'o. You see what I'm saying? This is where my argument is. I'm not. I'm not. You know. I'm not saying she should just be nominated because she's black. I'm saying if you nominate Scarlett Johansson for acting, you are gonna have to really sit me down with some some powerpoints and some notes and some graphs and some spreadsheets and some tables, and you are gonna have to explain to me how some of these other people wasn't wasn't Oscar worthy. But Scarlett Johansson's scrunched face ass acting was. I'm so sorry. I don't understand. I, I need. I need a course. Okay, so this is this is where my Oscar art. Please keep that in mind when I'm saying what I'm saying because I'm not jumping out the window saying everything need to be need to get an Oscar. Okay, and everything is Oscar worthy. No, but I think Lupita Lupita's performance in Us was worthy of the nom. Now, do she win? probably not, but a nom, I think she should have got a nomination, but I think she didn't because it's hard, because a year before Hereditary came out, I don't know if y'all all saw that, it's on Prime now, I believe, outstanding movie, Tony Collette was amazing in it, and I was actually floored that she did not get nominated for the Oscar, because she acted her ass off in that movie, and, and I, and she definitely deserved a nom, and, 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 you know, they didn't give it to her, now, they, I think they did nominate A Quiet Place, which I also, another one, that was another really good movie, the performances in that were great, um, um, you know, and it did happen to get nominated, but that, that, my point is, they tend to ignore horror movies, and they don't tend to give those act. they don't tend to nominate them because it's horror, and I guess they figure that's not um, you know, a highbrow enough category but I think that's a mistake, so I think Lupita Nyong'o was snubbed, particularly when Scarlett Johansson was nominated um, Us as a movie, though, no um, like, well, I don't know if Jennifer was snubbed, I mean, just say this I don't know if Jennifer Hudson, uh, Hudson Jennifer Lopez was snubbed but, again you nominated Scarlett Johansson for acting, I think J-Lo's performance was better than, and I ain't see a marriage story, but I saw the goddamn clips and I saw y'all talking about it, and I just know Scarlett Johansson for myself. I guarantee you, J-Lo's performance was better, so was Constant Wu's performance. I thought Hustlers was a good movie, but I'm not surprised it wasn't nominated because those kind of movies are not good because what you were dealing with was women of color. Yeah, there was one white girl in it, but it was mainly women of color. It was J-Lo, who's um, Puerto Rican, Constant Wu, who's Asian. I'm not sure she's Chinese or what, but I think she, she, I know she's Asian. Um, Kiki Shepard, who's black, and then the white girl um, was in it, but it was about some strippers they who took control and were robbing these dudes and taking their money because they was like, you know, and I just, movies like that, they're not going to nominate them, I heard somebody called it vulgar, so I wasn't surprised, I thought, I thought it should have been though, because I thought it made all that goddamn money, same thing, I say the same thing about that, it's crazy rich Asians, and it's not always make money, because personally, I agree with Martin Scorsese, the, the people talking about these comic books, we know, you not know, Iron Man, Thor, none of that shit, I like those movies, they make a whole lot of money, but they are not Oscar movies, get the fuck out of here, no way, no performance under them are Oscar worthy, like, we not gonna nominate shit just cause it makes a lot of money, that's what, like, the Golden Globes and the MTV Awards and all that shit is for, not no Oscar, get the fuck out of here, okay, so, I under, so I'm not just saying because a lot of made a lot of money, but that and Crazy Rich Asians, those were good performances, and, and those were movies where if they had been white movies, they would have been nominated, okay, and that's what people are arguing about, I'm not saying that Hustlers was snubbed, because the reality is, there's a lot, there was a lot of good movies out, um, this year, but, you know, I think that some, I think it should have been nominated, again, does it win? No, 
because perhaps there are other movies better, personally I think Once Upon a Time in Hollywood was great, I don't know if the movie should win, but I definitely think Brad should win because I just think Brad was great, the only other performance that I think um, outshone Brad in a movie it was Al Pacino in The Irishman cause I think he played Jimmy Hop. like ever since Al Pacino played that other movie, Sin of a Woman, another one that was nominated, that I did not think needed to be nominated, but they nominate that kind of shit all the time, okay, um, and ever since he's played that character, like, all his characters have been the same, but this time I think he really broke out of it, and I think he really played Jimmy Hoffa well, and you know, he shined to me, again, he was in a movie with Harvey Keitel, Robert De Niro um, Joe Pesci, um, who else was in that movie? Uh, all kind of like Oscar nom actors were in that movie, and Al Pacino just outshined them. And so I think you know he should get not if he wins over Brad, I get it. But you know, once upon a time in Hollywood, it's not for everybody. Again, it's not really a Manson movie. You have to know a lot about the movie's not really about Manson, you have to know a, a lot about Hollywood, it's a, it's a, it's an ode to old Hollywood, it's a movie about how Hollywood used to be, it's a movie to how the culture, you know, has changed so much in Hollywood, and it's like a movie that takes place at the cusp of when that was happening, right, when they're moving off the old studio system and moving on to what we have now, and, 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 the, and how the Manson murders figured, you know, played, figured into that, where it was a, was a, I don't know, I don't, a harbinger of, or a, a symbol of that time, right, that's really what the movie's about, and Brad just was, Brad and Leo were in it, and Leo is one of my favorite actors of all time, and he just got, I won't say he got outshined, because Leo was actually really good in the movie as well, but Brad just stole the movie from him, Brad was the character that really, like, you, you know, stole the movie, um, so, I won't say Hustlers got snubbed, but I, I'm, I'm really pushing back on a lot of people like, nah, that much, come on, man, y'all just saying because they black, no, no, we're not, we're saying because we're looking at all the, some of these other things that were nominated that just were not that good, and you're not gonna tell me that Scarlett Johansson's acting in, in A Marriage Story was better than, so much better, and so much above what Lupita did in Us, and you're not gonna tell me that Hustlers, that made all that money, and got all that critical acclaim, in which J-Lo was in her bag, you know, didn't, shouldn't have got the same consideration as A Marriage Story, or whatever the fuck that, um, half of them shits ain't nobody even heard of, you're not gonna tell me that, especially when we just had the Golden Globes, where it was like so far off of what they were nominating, um, so, but, this is what I'm gonna say, you know, I don't really know about all these hashtags, Oscar so white, look, I get it, I get that the re- the Oscars are important, because it puts you on a different level, and it gets you a different pay, and it just puts you on the A-list, basically, even though it, we've heard many of our black actresses and actors say it didn't necessarily work that way for them, but that's the way it's supposed to work, right, um, so I get it, so I'm not with these people, it's like, oh, why, why y'all just don't ignore the, op-? because you can't really ignore the Oscars, because in that industry, they matter, but what I'm saying is, um, they matter now, and kind of like the Supreme Court, they only matter as long as people have faith in them, as soon as people lose faith in them, then they don't matter, and I don't know if y'all remember, but I'm an older person, and I remember shit, when the Grammys, nobody gave a fuck about, and when the Oscars, nobody gave a fuck about, the Grammys used to be, nobody watched the Grammys, we watched the Soul Train Awards, the American Music Awards, and it was some other awards show back then that people used to watch, because we knew it wasn't the acts that were out, the Michael Jackson 
Jacksons, the Princes, the acts that people want to see, the black acts and all that, they weren't on the great, the great, they, not even the pop stars would be on the Grammys, the Grammys was the wars you go to, used to go to, and this was in like, I want to say the 80s, like the, probably, yeah, like probably up to like really when Michael Jackson and them, you know, when Michael Jackson kind of broke through, and they had to give it to him, you know, and then Whitney came, and Prince came, and like you had these real big, you know, black star, and Madonna, and you kind of couldn't ignore it anymore, because it was the 80s, and it was all about pop music and pop culture, but the Grammys was still for a long time, like the Grammys, they was broadcasting awards for like best banjo solo, best violin solo, and you would turn that shit on, like who is these people, and it'd be like, best Spanish interpretation, and it would be, and it was like, what the fuck is it, like nobody was watching the Grammys, so they used to be obsolete, or not, you know, I mean, not obsolete, but like, they were only an industry award, nobody really cared, same thing for the Oscars, right, so what I'm saying is, that, yeah, if the Oscars want to keep doing this, they want to keep ignoring, you know, the, the diversity, and some guy on Twitter, he was an industry guy, blue check and everything, a white guy, and he said, what I was saying about hustlers, and but he said it in an inside way, and he was like, "Yo, I feel that, um, you know, I work here in Hollywood, and I feel like uh, these these the Academy members, these white males, they're feeling threatened because you know the the narrative is, oh, you know, it's too much diversity, and it's hard to get a, a job as a white guy in Hollywood." He was like, "None of the staff support that, but that's the belief." He was like, "And I feel like that they are purposely snubbing these diverse films to make to, to keep nominating these white films because that's what they can make, and that's how they stay on to." their job, and I, would, and, I, and I thought, and I think that's spot on, and that's what I was saying about Hustlers, when people was like, oh, that's not an Oscar nominated, I'm like, is it not? How is it not? It was really good, really good performances, it made a lot of money, but it's a movie where women took the power back, women, you know, robbing and taking money from probably guys that look a lot like them Hollywood guys, and it wasn't, you know, the women were centered, the men wasn't centered, they were not white women, you know, it was about a woman's empowerment and not being taken advantage of, it was actually based on a true story, and I think that they didn't nominate it because of that, I think if there had been some white women, I mean, like somebody else tweeted, which was also genius, I didn't even think about it, they was like, look how many awards Wolf of Wall Street got, what was Wolf of Wall Street about, some white fucking uh, Wall Street dude who was a fucking scam, and, and robbed all these people, and they, and they gave him all the awards in the world, what's the difference between Wolf of Wall Street and Hustlers, one centered a white male and white men, and the other one was, um, minority women playing playing hookers but it was the, it was the same movie and I was like thank you that's what I've been trying to say so don't be acting like people is just jumping out the window cause they thought Hustle should have been nominated I thought it should have been nominated I thought it was better one of the better movies that came out this year I thought J-Lo and Constance were outstanding I thought they did a remarkable job I thought the movie was great I thought the plot was exciting and um, it made a whole lot of money and I thought J-Lo was in her bag and I thought she should have been nominated um so, you know, if they want to keep doing this, that's cool, but at some point, people gonna be like, okay, fine, y'all don't want to nominate our movies, we'll, we'll stop showing up, we'll go over here, and what I said was, I think, you know, and this goes into my other topic, which is the NAACP awards, now, listen, I have issues with NAACP awards, because I think they, a bunch, they be nominating a bunch of bullshit, um, the Breakfast Club for Best Informative Program, what information, that is the most ignorant, low-level, low-brained fucking show in the world, how are they nominated, but I think, though, if you can maybe, you know, some of these A-list actors and, you know, managers who producers, whatever, reach out to them and be like, look, the Oscars is ignoring our shit, um, but, you know, maybe we can get with y'all, we can revamp this, cause these little knobs y'all doing right now, we ain't really, this ain't it, like, we ain't doing no Breakfast Club bullshit, but, you know, let's try to build a movie awards for us, 
I tell people, you know, and people know the Soul Train Awards used to be the premier black music awards because again they wasn't giving us Grammys, they wasn't giving us American Music Awards, that was all about pop music and all of that, everybody showed up to the Soul Train Awards, nigga, you talking about a, a, a music awards where you got Michael Jackson, Whitney Houston, James Brown Diana Ross, all the Supremes, all the Temptations Marvin Gaye, goddamn Stephanie uh, Mills, Donna Summer, Gladys Knight, Aretha Franklin, all the top, top, top stars, the Isleys, all of them was at the Soul Train Awards because that was the awards that we was going to get our awards. That's the awards that matter. People only started going to the Grammys I, again when Michael Jackson crossed over and it was just he had this, he had Thriller and it ain't no way you can hold a music awards and you're not going to give to the highest selling album ever. It just, and then Prince came along and they broke Michael Jackson's the one because they didn't used to play black people on MTV. Michael Jackson came out, started, he fucking created the music video basically because before Michael Jackson, if y'all early old niggas, y'all remember the early days of MTV videos was just, I mean, it was amazing to us because we had never seen this before but it was just people in front of a green screen or whatever, playing their song and on a green screen it'd be some lasers maybe they was doing the little dances, you know it was very low tech, but it was like amazing cause oh wow, half the time you didn't even know what these motherfuckers look like, and here they go performing, Michael Jackson's the one that actually came in and made the music video that we know now, where you know, you 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 create a visual image for your song, Michael Jackson started that, and, 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 that, and that broke through through MTV, and once he broke through, then Prince came, Prince Drop Purple Rain, which again the movie, the soundtrack, you couldn't ignore it, and he won the Oscars, and that's when that's when they started bringing us over, because that's where the culture was going but prior to that Soul Train was it, and even even during that, people still went to Soul Train because it was certain people like you know the the, the um you know the Stephanie Millses and the um the Patty LaBelle, well Patty won Grammys, but you know that certain level of black artists that we love, like, you know Frankie Beverly's and uh, you know those type of like big 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 black artists that white people don't know nothing about, they wasn't getting awarded over. Actually, I think Frankie got some Grammys too, but y'all know what I'm trying to say everybody came to the Soul Train Awards, because that was, that was Don Cornelius, that's the one, and so my, and, but now, Soul Train, I don't, they don't even do them anymore, I think it's obsolete, but my point is, we believed in those awards, and, and, and then when we stopped believing in that award, and started looking for that white validation, those awards fell off, so what I'm saying is, that could happen to the Oscars, you know, particularly since you ain't gonna nominate us anyway, okay, we putting out this good work and you just gonna ignore us, fine, look, look NAACP, listen, we need to do some uh, rearranging, cause y'all really, y'all ignoring the gays, y'all, you know, y'all on this respectability a little bit, we need to get that out of the way, but like yo, let's put together an award, and people keep saying BET, but BET is owned by Viacom, I mean, I guess you could do a BET but, you know I'm talking about something that is that is on a a, uh, I mean, look, the BET Awards are what they are, I'm not trying to shun the BET Awards, but they're not like, <laughs> I do use this word, upper echelons, you know what I mean, like, like, you know what I'm saying, like, I'm talking about a real, and I'm not talking about just black people either, this, this is the point I want to make, go to, the reason I said NAACP, is because we know the NAACP stands for the National oh shit, Association for the Advancement of Colored People, right, so it's not necessarily black specific, we know that originally they meant black people, but I feel like now we can kind of squeeze in, so you know, the Asian movies, the Latino movies or at least the actresses, you know the, the Selma Hayek, the people who the Academy just, they not they just want to keep making white shit fine that's not where the culture's going, that's not where the demographic's going, so y'all keep doing that if y'all want to, but y'all gonna be obsolete really quickly here, because that's just not what people, that's not what people are at, 
That old white shit ain't it. And so I'm just like, yo, stop with the Oscar so white, kind of like what Tyler said. I'm not saying go, but shit, you can hold the awards at Tyler Studio, you know, hook up with NAACP or beat whatever, and just have a black film awards, you know, black film and TV awards, or you ain't even got to call it black. I don't know, divert, whatever the fuck. Some NAACP uh, movie, TV awards, NAACP Martin Luther King's, you know, what is, shout out to Martin Luther King's birthday. Call it the Martin Luther King's, you know, whatever. Martin Luther King's, Malcolm X's, whatever you want to call it, you know. Harriet Tubman's Freedom Awards, whatever the fuck. Make a little statue, a little slave. I don't know, whatever the fuck you want to do. And just honor yourself there. Have best picture. Have best leading actress. Have best, you know, all that shit. Best makeup. Best show. And just do that. And say fuck the, the Oscars. Because I guarantee you, the ratings for this year's Oscars are going to be abysmal. They're going to be abysmal. Because ain't nobody watching that shit. I ain't watching that shit. I'm not watching. Ain't no, not, again, I love Brad. I'll find out that he won or didn't won. But ain't no, no nominees in none of them categories that I'm interested in seeing at all. So I'm not watching that shit. So, you know, like, at some point we got to stop, ch- and I don't even want to say validation, because I feel like that's some, you know, don't, I, you know, that's kind of like a, some woke nigga shit, because it's not, hold on, sorry. It's not necessarily, <coughs> sorry. <coughs> that's like saying at work, don't chase a promotion. Oh, you just trying to get a promotion to get validated. No, niggas trying to get a promotion because there's more money and it's more, like, that's what you're supposed to do. So I don't like when they say, like, I get it. I get, now, I, now, when I say validations, like, when you go to the Oscars, but you don't go to the BT Awards, or you go, you know, you're not going to your black awards, where they really gonna celebrate you and give you, and give you your props, but you showing up for all the white folks, sitting in the front row, and then complaining, cause they not awarding you, but when the people wanna give you an award, you don't show up. You know, that's what I'm, that's what I'm saying when I say they're chasing white validation, but you can't say, you know, you work in the industry, you work, in, you're an actor, you work in film, the, the the number one award to win in that industry is an Oscar, so they're not chasing validation, they are chasing success, they are chasing the markers that let them know, okay, I'm this echelon performer, because it opens up more roles to you, again, with a star, because it doesn't all the time work that way for the, you know, the black actresses, but it could, you know, and, but that's what they're, that's what they're doing, so, I, you know, I'm not, I, I'm not knocking them, but I'm just saying, like, if they're gonna keep, if you're gonna keep doing excellent stuff and putting out excellent work that people are really going to go see and they're not going to give you your attention and they're not going they're not going to give you your props for it then you know take your take your fucking talents to fucking south beach okay maybe that's what got to occur and all the ratings will go with it we know ain't nobody going to be watching these oscars and they're going to go oh what do we have to do how can we get it nigga you need to to, to nominate people of color, you need to get these old white people off your board nominating this bullshit that ain't nobody going to go see and, you know, and it can't just be Black Panther, and it can't just be when we do a fucking, uh, um, hashtag, and now you're embarrassed. Like, you know, nominate the movies that, that should be nominated, and we understand that, like, not everything can be nominated, but, like, uh, again, Scarlett Johansson was nominated for acting, bitch. If no Scarlett Johansson get an award for acting, you're gonna have a hard time convincing me that something else ain't worthy. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I don't understand. Can we please do it? go through it one more again? I don't get it. Which leads me to part three. Um, so my favorite author in the world, Stephen King, who's usually on the right side, disappointed me because on the day that Noms came out and people were complaining about diversity, he tweets, oh, I don't really look at color, I just kind of look at, the, you know, some content in the character shit. Now look, if you're not, look, 
if you're not familiar with Stephen King, I, I have been reading Stephen King since I was eight years old. I've read almost everything he has. He's my favorite author. I think he's one of the greatest American authors of all time, and I do not think he's racist because, again, I read his work, and if anybody who's read his work, you know his he doesn't write his cat. He has he has he actually has a lot of he has written a lot of black characters, but even the char- and and he's written them human hum, humanely, like he doesn't write them as like the black guy, he writes them as full people who have, you know, and, and he, in other words, he writes, okay, this character is a black man, and I'm gonna write him this way, he gives thought to it, it's not just stuck in, but even the character, none of his character, a lot of his characters he writes, they're not described, they're not described as a white guy or a black guy, so it doesn't necessarily, that's why I like him so much, because when you adapt his stuff to TV and movies, you don't have, you can make it a black guy, because he doesn't, he doesn't, he can make it a black woman, you can make it, they did that for, um, Castle Rock, they made the first season, um, protagonist, a black guy, he's I didn't, ma- he's not written as a black guy in the book, they just made it that way because the way Stephen King writes he just writes characters, so I think that's where what he was, where he was coming from like, but it's still an issue because the thing about it is, like I feel I feel like a lot of white people I mean, they're, you know look uh, again, I'm not gonna argue, we're not gonna argue back and forth about what racist and not racist, like, that's that's a gaslight, that's that's a, a fool's errand, you guys created the system, you know what it is, but I think a lot of people like Stephen King, a lot of white people like Stephen King, and people who are not, you know, they're aware of racism, and they understand how it works, but they reflex, when people start bringing up diversity, and how come, you know, it's, uh, they, 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 I call it the, um, they, they fall back to Martin Luther King, again, with the content of their character, because yes, that's what Dr. King called for, he called for a world where people would not be judged by the color of their skin, by the content of their character, and so, but, 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 you, you're making that, what, what King was saying was, and right now, the part that's not added to that, is because he's a skilled orator, and right now we're not, right now, everybody is judged by their skin color, not their character, and so, when white people say that, it's like reflexive, because that sounds fair, but you gotta understand that it also sounds ridiculous, because, because when, because the underlying assumption is when somebody complains that something is all white, like, okay, you've nominated these ten movies, and you say these are the best ten movies of the year, and they're all white, but what about this movie, and this movie, and this movie, which is not white, and your response is, well, you know, we just judge on character, we judge on content, the underlying assumption of that is only the white stuff is good content, because that's what you're saying, because it's like, okay, so you're saying that of all the movies that came out this year, these ten white movies are the best, not this movie over here that made all this money, and got all this esteem, this, Scarlett Johansson is the best is is a better actress than J Lo was, than Constant Wu was, than 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 um Lupita Nyong'o was, than whoever else was as an actress of color. This white woman over here, this is you're not basing this off of color at all. You're basing this off of, of a character and content and all that. And and this is who you got the best. This white woman, this white woman here was better than uh, this beautiful gowns, beautiful face, beautiful woman, gorgeous white woman, gorgeous gowns, beautiful gowns, but you telling me that that woman was the best actress over these women here, and you gonna tell you it's not based on color, if it's not, like, 
You need to, and when you say things like that, you have to interrogate. What does it mean for me to say that the reason why everything is white, the reason why all these nominations are white, the reason why every time everything is, everything about diversity comes up, I always default to, well, it's about character, it's about what's the best, but it's always white. That's racism. That you need to interrogate that because that is not possible. It is not possible that in this whole world with all with blacks, I'll say colored people, driving the culture, pushing the culture, we are the ones who push the culture, we're the ones that make the culture, we're the ones that every, all the dances y'all try to do, that's from us, yet when it comes time to recognize excellence, when it comes time to recognize who's the best, it's not us who are creating it, and who are giving it to you, and who are showing you how to do it, who have all the swag, and all the pop, and all the talent, and just what you wish you could be, clearly, because you're always imitating us and doing what we do, and show us how to do that, no, what does this slang mean, and oh my god, what is it, oh Chile, always copying us, but when it comes time to point to the black, all of a sudden we ain't, oh well, it's just, this is just, we just pointing out the best, how are you the best? You ain't, this is our shit, so, you need to interrogate that. Same thing with affirm. Every time somebody brings up, why is it that the schools only has one percent black people? Oh well, we only admit the best, really. So that kid right there, whose dad is a senator, who got a B minus average, who ain't, ain't lying that he's on a sports team and photoshopping his face on the shit so that he can fucking and and saying that he's you know he's a uh, Native American because his great 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 fourth removed thirty fifth um umpteenth masonry grandmother who was raped by a white man. That means that you got native ancestors, so you trying to get on some on some affirmative quote fingers affirmative action because you know oh they just give the slots to the to the brown people. Really, that kid, that's quality. That's better than this kid from the ghetto who got a four going to school with no heat and walking through you know crackheads and whatever through the ghetto and nobody in her family ever went to college. Can't help her with shit. She got to figure this shit out on her own. You know she don't have the tutors and she can't take the SAT tutoring and all of that and get them fucking high scores. She just got to rely on her fucking brain to get you know the minimum score necessary to even qualify for the school. But she did on her own with no help. And you got this fucking loser kid who got all the fucking advantages and money in the world, and they parents still trying to pay their way in, you gonna look at that person and say, oh, well, this is just so what about the best? It's not possible. It doesn't make any sense, and it doesn't jive with any of the data or real world things that we know. And so that's why we get frustrated, and that's why we get tired of talking to y'all, because it's like, dog, every, you know, it's not, you, you sitting and telling us to our fucking faces that we not good enough, that all the shit you steal from us, and all the shit you take from us, and figure, and make money, and run and make money with it, but when we say, hey, yo, what the fuck, we not good enough, y'all, how y'all the best at everything, and y'all don't fuck, if y'all was the best, y'all would come up with some shit on your own, when we leave you with your own, would you come up with river dancing, fucking deep dish pizza, fucking, um, I, I don't know, tuna fish casserole, like all kind of dungeon, green bean casserole, fucking mayonnaise sandwiches. When we leave you on your own, you're not washing your legs. When we leave you on your own, you don't come up with nothing. You're dying of plague. You're not vaccinating your kids. You ain't washing your face. You're letting your dogs lick you all in the mouth. You got your cats in the potato salad. Like we leave you on your own. This is the shit you do. So how how you how we not the best? Come on, man. So look, that's all I'm gonna say about that. I was disappointed pointing at Stephen King, I don't think he's a racist, but I think a lot of white people, they just reflex because it sounds fair, but, but you need to, um, you need to, you need to dig deeper than that, this is what we're telling y'all about, you need to dismantle, you built this racism system up, 
and you need to dismantle it as well, because we didn't make it up, you did, and, and you need to figure out why the default associating your mind with quality and best is always white that's what you need to figure out cause it's just not so um, okay last point, the Aaron Hernandez documentary on Netflix um I watched it it was okay, I want to recommend a podcast called um, um, Gladiator, it's it was a podcast, um, just Google, um, Aaron, I think it's called Gladiator, but just Google Aaron Hernandez podcast and it'll come up. Way better than this Netflix documentary. It goes in way more detail, just way more detail about his background, his upbringing, and explains a lot more about what went on in his life and the pressures that he had. So I wanted to say that first before I say this. Um, I watched that, oh, I'll say this. When the Hernandez thing was going on, I, you know, I was blown away like everybody else, and I was confused by everybody else, like everybody else. And the reason that I was confused is because, I, you know, I heard the story, and I heard the analysis, and everybody talking about, oh, he couldn't get away from his hard scrapple up around in the gangs and all that, and that, I never bought that. That never made sense to me. Because I was like, first of all, from what I understand, he doesn't come from the hood, he's not from the ghetto, he's from a middle-class neighborhood. And I know white people think all Latino and, and, and you know, poor kids, we all grow up in the prop, but we don't, um, he came from middle class neighborhood, and I just wasn't, I know gangs are out here, and I know gangs are, you know, real, but I wasn't buying that gang shit, I'm like, nigga, you ain't in no gang, I was an athlete, I was a pretty good athlete, you know, um, all city and all of that, and so, if I wasn't nowhere near, you know, the level of football player that, um, level, you know, well, I mean, I kind of was, so I could have went, I could have, you know, I could have did some things, but, you know, I'm a, I'm a woman playing, it's a different, it's different, it's not like now, like, they just passed the CBA where they could make 500 grand, at the time when I was coming out, I didn't make more, you know, at a regular-ass job, and I could play in the WNBA, so, um, so I know what that, tre- in other words, I know what that treatment is like, the drug dealers leave you alone, the gang members leave you alone, nobody fucks with you, because, yo, that's an athlete, they go to college, leave them alone, you a hero in the hood, really, you know what I'm saying, nobody, you know, the drug dealers tell everybody, leave you alone, no, nobody fuck with that kid, period, so I never believed that, I never believed that gang pressure, it just, I was like, no, there is something else going on here, you not finna tell me that a, a, a Super Bowl winning fucking um, New England Patriot that just signed a $40 million deal is going out here doing gang hits because he that bout about it, no that shit never, never made sense to me it, it was, it just, I was like no, it's something, it, it might be maybe a CTE, but even that I was like, ah, I mean I'm sure that you know, they said it gives you impulse control okay, but this wasn't an impulse control thing, this thing was plotting and planning and really just killing people, it wasn't like, oh, some dude pushed him and he, he snapped, this motherfucker, so I was like, eh, I ain't going for the CTE thing either, I mean, that's a, probably a contributing factor, but that ain't it either, it's something about this story that never made sense to me, and then, when the rumor started coming out that he was gay, closeted, and that he had written, one of the letters found in his cell was, might have been to somebody he was messing with in jail, then it, it clicked immediately for me, I was like, ah, that explains it, that now makes sense to me, I get it now, and then after that, and then I saw people were doubting it, and blah blah blah, and I just kind of tuned it out, because for me, it made perfect sense, and the reason why it made perfect sense is because, like, I on here, and other gays, and we have told you that the most violent people do a lot, people who are closeted homosexuals, or who are repressing their sexuality, um, 
it, it manifests in a lot of ways, and some people they commit suicide, some people go fall into drugs and alcohol because they can't deal, that's what happened to Whitney, I believe um, you know, because, because you can only, you can't run from yourself you can only suppress yourself for so long, and then it's gonna it's just, it's not sustainable you know, it has to come out in some ways men, especially super macho athlete guys, the way it tends to come out is in overcompensation and that overcompensation can manifest in a lot of ways, it could be a dude that's like a super hoe, that's why I always tell people when these dudes that run around you know, from this one and that one, always talking about and just banging random women and just always having sex, and I'm always kind of looking at all, all us gays, the gays, y'all know we always look at that, and women too super promiscuous always, not always, because, you know, there's other things that cause that, you know, we know some people have low self-esteem, we know some people have been molested, we, I know, I get that, but there's, gays, we know what that's like, a lot of us who are out, and we fight through that, and we reject that, but we know it when we see it, right, it's just like if you're black, you know a self-hating, self, you know, black person, when you see it, you know it because it's very easy to take messages from society that you ain't shit and you should hate yourself and we're the best and you should go get these colored contacts and you should get this blonde hair because you know we're you know we're skinny and pretty and you're fat and ugly you water buffalo black bitch, right? We know that. We uh, so we see it in others because we have fought it off. And we it's it's a it's a conscious thing to reject that and say no. You're wrong, actually. Um, the world don't work the way you think it does, and, and you know this is actually who I am. And God put me here same way He puts you here, and you ain't no better than me. And I, you know, and it ain't no God in petty ass God in heaven waiting to fucking come smite you down to hell because of who you know. what I'm saying like we know it when we see it, and so super athletic, hyper masculine guys who are closeted, they are often act the way Hernandez does because everything they're insecure, they're always afraid that some, they're hiding who they are they're always afraid that somebody's gonna find them out, and because society's so stupid and we have things that we associate with gay and things that we associate with straight oh, he's a big, huge football player, he's handsome, he's good looking, he's macho, he's not gay, he gets all the ladies, he's not gay, because you know that's what it's all about, like, it's, it's, and so, a lot of them, they overcompensate, and so, when I was, when I was watching this, um, Aaron Hernandez documentary, and they said that, you know, and a lot of people are just like, oh, I don't know, I don't believe it, they never really give a reason, it don't really, no, they did give a reason, it does make sense, the fact that he was a closeted homosexual makes all the sense, because when his friend said, yo, the reason he shot them dudes is because they spilled a drink on him, I was like, that's not a motive, it's not, it is a motive, it's not about the drink, is he's insecure, his friend said that he would start fights because people would just be staring at him, oh, he's trying to clock me, he's trying to start shit with me, and his friend, who's like a hardcore drug dealer, you know, bad about a dude himself, was like, dude, nah, it ain't, like, you just chill out, like, you you overreacting, you're a famous football player, they're just looking at you because you Aaron fucking Hernandez, but that's how you behave when you are insecure and have this big secret, and you're afraid that any little thing is gonna give you away, is that dude staring at me, do he know I'm gay, do he, do he think I'm a faggot, do he think I'm gay, yo, fuck that, I ain't no faggot, so I'ma go, I'ma go, you know, beat his ass, I'ma go shoot him, the dude in the documentary said, yeah, we called him a crash test dummy, he was like, you know, those crash test dummies are the people who they don't have you know, they don't have no suave, they don't have no, no swag, they don't have no personality the only way they really know to get attention is to do crazy shit, so you know 
the dudes who drive their head, you know, we all know them fucking dumb, we call them dumb jocks, they do dumb shit to get attention, and then I was like, yes, all, it all, listen, it all makes sense to me, y'all say that the gays, oh, y'all try to make everybody gay, we don't try to make everybody gay, we just know that, that, that self-loathing, that, that insecurity, that trying to overcompensate when we see it, and so when they said that about Aaron Hernandez, it explains it all to me, people, listen, it's the same reason that they're out here killing these transgender women, because people would, especially dudes, would rather die, they kill you, they kill me, they'd rather die than have it, than have somebody find out they're a faggot, have somebody found out they're gay, oh, I didn't know it was a transgender, I thought it was a woman, you didn't think that was a woman, you knew that, the, you knew exactly what you had, and you had sex or whatever you did, and you enjoyed it, and then you start thinking, well, what does that say about me, does that make me gay, does that make me a faggot, somebody gonna know I'm a faggot, he gonna tell somebody, somebody gonna see us, and now you gotta, you know, I can't do this, oh my god, I can't be no fucking faggot, and you, and you kill him, and that's, the, and when he was talking on the phone to his girlfriend, and he was calling the transgenders things, and she was like, don't call them things, they're human beings, he was like, no, no, they got titties, that's exa- everything about him was toxic, repressed, homosexual energy, that all of us who are gays, and particularly gay men, are very familiar with, and so, it makes perfect sense to me, he was not telling me that this dude was sacrificing his life, and being free, and being with his child, and, 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 and be on some gang shit, on some gang gang shit, as an NFL, like come on man, you work your whole life to, to get out of that shit, and again, ain't no gang bangers gonna press you like that, cause you a fucking athlete, and we all know the rules of the hood, you don't fuck with the athletes like that, nah, you leave them alone, they balling, you, we all know that, everybody knows that, so it ain't like it was no super pressure for you to be no gang dude, nigga, you a New England Patriot, like it wasn't, no, I never believed that, and so, when they said that, you know, all that shooting, and all that aggressive, and yo, how can I be super macho, how, and maybe, you know, I don't know, they said that maybe the dude was having an affair with the dude that he killed, I don't know, um, but I, I believe it, I believe it, it explains everything to me, it explains, it explains all his behavior, because it makes sense no other way, that a person with what he had would act like that, and like, oh, you know, that's just what it is, he wanted to be in a, no, nigga, no, you sound dumb, no, no, nobody is sacrificing that for, no, for what, this nigga is rich as fuck, like, for what, and then if you listen to the podcast, it makes even more sense, because it tells you how homophobic, they touched on a little bit in the documentary on Netflix, but not as well as they did, how homophobic his dad was, how his dad was totally, you know, talked about faggots all the time, and so it was, the message was given him clearly that it's not okay, and there's all kind of, of, um, data and studies they've done that shows that violent homophobes, like the kind of people that go out and gay bash, and like, these politicians that get elected, and then just start making all these harsh, um, laws against gay people, they say that they, those kind of people come from very totalitarian, very strict households, where you have a very, um, um, misogynistic and paternalistic uh, father figure, that don't, that's, those kind of people come from those kind of households, and that's the kind of household that Aaron came from, his mother was trash, um, but if you listen to the podcast, it'll make more sense, but I just think it's funny that these, same thing with the Kevin Hart, you know, everything, every 
body got kept mad at Kevin Hart when he said what he said to Little Nas X because it was the same concept. Like, here go these straight people who are the ones that perpetuate this homophobia, and particularly for males who the ones are like the worst thing you could be. Like, even in the special, this motherfucker had killed all these people, and they were talking about how everybody was getting offended because they said, oh, it's a gay agenda. They, he wasn't gay. They trying to say, they, they was more concerned about that than the fact that this motherfucker was a murderer. Like, the worst thing in the world that you could be is a homosexual because our society is so fucking stupid. And so for so many straight people who actually, a lot of who participate, who have these same beliefs, who participate in this activity, and who and who make this world one and where, you know, gay people, it's so hard to just doubt, oh, I don't think it's just that, it can't, that don't even make no sense, no, it does make sense these guys will do anything for that not to come out, including killing people and going around trying to be gangster because it proves how macho they are, look how macho man I am I can't possibly be gay, nobody will ever think I'm gay, and they had the other football player on there who said, who explained it he was like, yeah, I tried to make myself as manly as I could, I tried to make myself as, you know, as fucking masculine as I could, because I didn't want anybody to know I was gay and I tried to make myself as, as ridiculous looking as I could, so that nobody would ask me why I wasn't with a girl so, you know, you got a man sitting right there explaining it to you, and, and, and people just say, I don't know, I, I just needed a linchpin, that is the linchpin, that is it, he did all of that because he was repressed about his sexuality, and it really, the thing that really drove it home for me, I mean, I already knew it, but the thing that really drove it home for me is when one of the conversations he had with his mom, and he was, you know, going off on his mom, rightfully so, and he was telling him, her, his mom, how like, yo, I can never talk to you, I can never talk to you, I can never come to you, I've been testing you for years, I can't rely on you, since I was a little kid, I've been testing what I can tell you, and every time I tell you something, it comes around to other people, and, and, and you don't even know your son, that's what he said, you're gonna go I'm, you know, if I die or whatever, you, or you die, you going you didn't even know your son, and that's what gave it away to me because he didn't, and his mom was very homophobic too, and it's like that's what gave it away to me. He couldn't, you couldn't, he didn't feel that he could even tell his mom. His dad was one thing; he didn't feel he could come to his mom and let his mom know what he really was, and that's what it, I was like. That's it right there. He's telling, he's basically telling her, you don't know me you don't know nothing about me because I couldn't come to you, and then when he said it'll come around to somebody else, so you're not gonna tell your mom that you're gay, you're not gonna confide in her if you're testing her and telling her little stuff thinking she's gonna keep it to herself, and she and, and, and she's telling people, and and that was it right there, I was like, he just said it right there, he just said, I never told, I, you don't know me, you don't know me because I can't tell you nothing because when I tell you something that goes around, so if I'm gay I'm not gonna tell you, because I don't want nobody to know, and you're gonna tell everybody, if I can't trust you with this, I can't trust you with that for me, so I mean after me, that's that was the lynch pen when he said that, I was like, ah, that's it right there so, you know I didn't think the doc was that good, I didn't think it went into enough detail, and I think they let Florida and the Patriots off the hook, cause they made it like, oh, the Patriots did everything they could for him, now if you listen to that documentary you'll see how, how actually they didn't how actually they knew all about that stuff and so the University of Florida and they and they, read it, and they wrote it off and they just kept making excuses for him, and they even said in the documentary, they was like, if you got this kid that just, that's having all these, cause Aaron that's the other thing, he was really young, he's like 20, 21, 22, and it was like so you have these, these, um these rumors are getting back to this guy smoking weed and this guy's doing all this stuff and your and your solution is to get him a secret apartment aside from his wife and his kid how does that make sense, and they said that he went to Bill Belichick and asked to be traded because he thought people were trying to kill him and Bill Belichick said no, so you know it's, it's 
Listen to Gladiator, the Aaron Hernandez story. It's it's much better than that documentary. It goes well into it. And if after you listen to that, you don't understand how him being gay played into it, then I don't know what to tell you. But that that definitely solidified it for me. I knew that's what it was. That answered all the questions for me because that just he just so caught up in the street life. He first of all, he wasn't never in the street life like that at all. So for him to be caught up in it, they wasn't in no gang gang. It's not like they was claiming cripple blood and MS thirteen. They was just a bunch of drug dealers. So I was like, nah nah, that is not it, that's not it, so, um, alright, I've been talking very long, um, I don't have no Genghis kicks, um, you know, go get the Ivy Parks, they on GOAT, they, um, you know, they did another drop, um, uh, yeah, there ain't been nothing dropping, I mean, there's some Kyrie's, but I'm not gonna keep putting Kyrie's up, they the same shoe, they just different color schemes, so, I mean, you know, I don't have, I'll keep looking, there's a pair of Converse, actually I will put those Converse up cause I fucking played myself, I didn't think they was gonna be hot, so I went to get them had the size of my cart and everything but it, it, you know, it was Christmas and I was buying a bunch of shit and I was like, eh, I'll get those after cause maybe they'll be on sale, went back, them motherfuckers didn't even have my size, so I'm like, god damn I really did not think these was gonna be hot, but I'll put them up cause they are, they're some classics and they actually kinda dope, they look like the Blazers, but I think they actually flyer than the Blazers um, you know, so but other than that, I ain't got no Genghis kicks. But anyway, thanks for listening. Thanks for asking Kel's podcast. Sorry I'm late again. Again, it might happen again because I got to do what I got to do. Um, uh, you can find me everywhere. You can find podcasts. So Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud. Um, I, I got, if y'all sent something to the email, I'm going to check it. Please still hit me up at Twitter. I need some help marketing this shit, um, producing this shit. So hit me up at KMGZ. Um, tell your friends, rate me, like me. Um, you know, and thanks for listening, I appreciate y'all, and, um, see you next week, peace!